It's Wednesday, September 13th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynes, the Guardians uh, flip the script from uh, Monday night and uh, come back with a 3-1 win at uh, Oracle Park against the Giants. Uh, really, uh, they didn't hit much, but uh, Emmanuel Classe came in in the ninth inning with a two-run lead and uh, shut the door, uh, picked up his 40th save. Uh, Tyler Freeman in the sixth inning with a big bases loaded two run single. Uh, the big hit that this club had been looking for uh, pretty much all road trip. Uh, Freeman comes up with it uh, when he needed to uh, sort of ambushed the relief pitcher uh, as uh, you know, uh, Walker, Ryan Walker, as he uh, came into the game and uh, jumped all over a first pitch fastball and drilled it into center field. It was uh it, it was the hit that sort of the Guardians have been you know needing desperately for for more than a week now. Yeah, definitely. It was good to see Joe. Uh, you know they go to two and four on this trip. Uh, hopefully they can uh, you know get a win today. Come home uh, you know feeling you know decent about themselves. Uh, the, unfortunately, the Twins won again, so they're still seven and a half back. And the uh, the magic number is still the tragic number. So the clock is ticking. Uh, but really like the defense. Uh, we saw the, like you said, we saw the good, uh, Emmanuel class aid last night. And, uh, I thought Quantrill really pitched well. Yeah. Uh, Quantrill comes out his third consecutive start going at least six innings and giving up, uh, two or fewer runs. Uh, all he did was, uh, allow a, a solo home run. Uh, and, and that was, uh, you know, pretty much his, his, Profile in this in this game was, uh, you know, pitch to contact and let your defense play behind you. And the defense did exactly that. They played really well. Uh, Blake Sable with the fifth inning solo home run with one out uh, hit it to, to right field, but didn't get it into the water. Uh, Quantrill has looked really strong in all three of his starts coming back off the injured list. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, one and oh, one point five oh ERA. Uh, three earned runs in 18 innings, 10 strikeouts, five walks, nine hits. Uh, you know, he looks healthy, Joe, as we've said before. You know, I think, uh, you know, that they, 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 they left him on the IL, you know, probably two, two or three, st- two or three extra starts, rehab starts just to make sure. And I think that was, uh, that was time well spent. You, you can see he looks like a confident guy. He's just pitching now. It looks like he's not looking for, uh, you know, just he's not, you know, just trying to get by and, and grind through something. You know, he's pitching, he's competitive, and uh, it's fun to watch him right now. Yeah, that was just his third win uh, in uh, this season. Uh, first since uh, May May 5th, early May, uh, was the last time he won a game. So, you know, there's it, it, you can tell that there's you know something to prove for him to go out there each each time these last few starts uh, and and prove not only to himself that he's healthy uh, but to you know uh, to his teammates and to the rest of the league that hey you know this is a guy that won 15 games last year and and ate up a bunch of innings and that's always been sort of his profile uh, this year hasn't been the case but you know he 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 does uh, recognize that. You know, going out there and, and you know pitching when you're you're not physically trying to like search for something that that avoids you know like a a, a bad feeling uh, health wise, 
uh, you know, just cutting it loose is, is, is the way that, uh, you know, he can get things done and, and he's been able to do that. Um, and, and, you know, it helps when uh, your teammates behind you play probably one of their better defensive games uh, all season long. Uh, we did see Miles Straw make uh, a number of uh, outstanding catches in the outfield, uh, not only on balls going back to the wall, but he did catch one, uh, you know, coming in on a dead sprint. Uh, I believe he robbed Mitch Hanniger of a, a, a blue pit early in the game, uh, but late in the game, a couple of just uh, outstanding catches uh, when, uh, you know, when the relievers were in, uh, went back and, and took a hit away from uh I believe Lamont Wade Jr. on a running catch against the wall uh, in in center field, uh, and then at the at the end of the game uh, with uh, Emmanuel Plasse, uh, you know, sort of sort of needing a one two three uh, ninth inning, uh, Straw goes back and makes another brilliant catch uh, up against the wall as he slams into uh, to the outfield fence. Uh, you know, we we run out of uh, superlatives to to sort of describe the effort that that Straw gives, no matter what he's doing at the plate uh, when he goes out into the outfield. Yeah, Joe, he's uh, you know he's he's an interesting guy. He's like the two-edged sword. You know, you play him for his glove, and uh, you're not getting much in return offensively. Um, but boy, did he play well last, last night, that catch in the ninth inning against Sable against the, uh, wall that was, you know, that's probably a game saver. I would think, you know, if that gets off the wall, it's a double, maybe a triple, uh, but, uh, you know, great timing, you know, that, that warning track, uh, kind of, it, it looked like he, he really wasn't sure where he was at. And then at the last minute showed some well, great timing and to catch that ball. Well, I'll tell you, they don't have a warning track out here in San Francisco. They have a warning pasture. It's a, it's, a, it's an extended, uh, it's an extended cinder track out there in the outfield. So uh, Straw said after the game, uh, it was kind of tough. He didn't know where he was in relation to the wall. It's kind of tough to time yourself up. Usually, as an outfielder, you you go out there, you get the lay of the land, and you 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 try to figure out how many steps it is when you're running full speed before you hit the wall. Uh, he said this time it was a, you know, a, a little bit more of a, a variable out there uh, as he was going out to make the catch. But he he made the catch first before he worried about the wall. Uh, yeah, that, um, you know, he, he they, they look really good uh, on the highlight reel. But, you know, there's so much work and so much preparation that goes into being ready to make catches like that and being ready to run down balls that are in the gap and, uh, you know, to, to, to see that positioning helps as well. And, uh, you know, straws also, you, you don't, don't take for granted that he's one of the best at, you know, being in the right position and getting good jumps. And we, we saw that, uh, time and again, uh, not only out of straw, but out of, uh, uh, Stephen Kwan, who, uh, you know, a couple of times balls were hit, uh, on a line right at him and he froze before he, uh, broke in or broke back and, and made the right call a couple of times. Uh, the outfield play has been uh, excellent defensively so far in this series uh, with one game to go. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, you know they, they they both won. Quan and uh, Straw didn't win gold gloves last year by accident. And I was listening to the uh, uh, to the Bally's uh, broadcast earlier in the series, Joe, and they said that warning track is 24 feet wide in honor of Willie Mays' number 24. 
Well, there you go. Uh, yeah, and, so, I don't know uh, if Willie came back. He was going to try to uh, sabotage uh, Cleveland once again. You know, that that great catch he made in uh, 54, if that's if that was at work there with uh, Straw. But Straw got past it last night. Yeah, that's it, that, that's a, that's sort of a unique thing uh, to, to have. It's like the 19-foot wall in uh, in left field at Progressive Field to to honor uh, Bob Feller uh, and and the the 21 foot wall in right field in Pittsburgh to honor uh, Roberto Clemente. Uh, you know it's it's neat to to see the the different ways that um, uh, different players are honored uh, throughout uh, Major League Baseball. But uh, that's that's a fun one uh, out there in the outfield. Another fun uh, uh, defensive play from last night uh, coming from another guy who was on the injured list for a while and. Uh, tell me you didn't hold your breath when Josh Naylor made a diving backhanded catch uh, with a runner on first base. And, uh, you know, I, I believe it was Jock Peterson that he robbed of, yeah. of a line drag uh, base hit and then gets up and, and practically has to tackle the uh, the base runner uh, to, to get him out because of uh, all the fakes and and, uh, you know, whatnot. Uh, in, in that situation, it was uh, um, uh you know, Peterson hit the line drive and Wilmer Flores was on first and, and Naylor uh, was able to get the double play to to help Cal Quantrill get through the sixth inning. Yeah, that was a great play. What a, I mean, Naylor kind of was swatting at him like he was like, it reminded me like of a grizzly bear in the, in the middle of the Yukon River, you know, trying to get salmon out of the river. Like he was swatting <laughs> at the base runner and finally got got him with one of his, you know, those giant paws. So that I've never seen a double play like that, Joe. That's that's that was uh, that was unique. Well, it. it, it if you were playing the Guardians and you were on first base and there was one player that you didn't want coming after you full speed yeah. uh, with the intention of tagging you for a double play, I'm going to guess that nine out of ten players would say Josh Naylor would be the one that they would not want uh, coming after them full speed in that in that situation because uh, just a just because of his intensity in that at that point. But uh, you know the fact that he he was out for as long as he was with that. Um, uh, oblique strain and that kind of play where you've got to extend yourself and then get up and, and hustle after that uh, just shows that, that Josh Naylor is probably, uh, you know, fully back to, to being healthy and able to, to play like that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, he has no fear. I mean, what, he stole a base in the first inning. You know, it, it's not like, uh, you know, he's holding anything back. So you knew when when he steps on the field, you're going to get everything you've got. I don't think he has a short step, you know, in his DNA. There's, uh, you know, you get everything he's got uh, when 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 he, the, the the minute the game starts. And that that was a great play. And the, the base runner couldn't get around Naylor anyways. You know, if he was going to try to dodge him, he had, he had no choice but to go back to first. Right, right. Well, and that goes back to the, uh, you know, the tag rule, and you know, the the baseline isn't established by a runner until the the, the tag attempt is made by the defender. So, you know, the the, the base runner could be out in right field, and as long as he's not being uh, the defense isn't trying to tag him, uh, there he can run in a straight line to the base at any time. But uh, again, uh, yeah, it's just kind of a funny looking play, but one that uh, was important and and also you know important. Was the the big double play that uh, that um, Tyler Freeman turned in the fourth inning uh, with uh, Wade at the plate and and Lamont Wade grounds the ball to Jose Ramirez. Jose's throw um, uh, maybe uh, just a, a and, and Tyler Freeman maybe just a little uh, late getting across the bag at second, 
but he made a, a really nice, accurate flip throw over to first uh, to, to just barely beat Wade at the bag. Uh, just all these plays, you know, sort of fit that formula for the Guardians. When their defense is playing like that, um, they're they're a tough team to beat. Yeah, Joe, and, and you got to play defense like that if you're going to play as many one-run games as Cleveland plays. You know, they don't score a lot of runs. So if you're going to win, if you're going to win those games, your defense has to be, you know, at the uh, top shelf, and it certainly was, you know, last night. Okay, speaking of uh, top shelf, our, uh, our top shelf uh, texting service, uh, subtext has uh, all the inside uh, background information on on the Guardians and uh, this team, and Terry Francona, and uh, as we're going to get into here in a little bit, Shane Bieber down in Double A uh, for a rehab start. Uh, if you want to subscribe to Subtext, go to Cleveland.com/subtext. It's three ninety nine a month to subscribe, or call, or uh, I'm sorry, or text two one six two zero eight four three four six. Uh, that's the the best way to uh, log on, sign up, and get text messages sent directly to your phone from Hoynesy and myself about the Guardians all season long, and to uh, to give us your thoughts. Uh, maybe you have a an idea who sh- who should be the next manager, and uh, we can uh, discuss and debate those topics as well. I'm sure it will be a, a hot and heavy topic during the off season this year. Uh, speaking of Shane Bieber, uh, Bieber goes three innings, 50 pitches down in. Uh, Akron with a double-A rehab start against the Altoona Curve and, uh, you know, looked like the Shane Bieber that we expect him to look like uh, as he's uh, uh, sort of shaking off some rust. But, uh, you know, throwing for the first time in a competitive situation in more than a month, uh, uh, more than a couple of months, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of exciting to see Shane Bieber back out there. Yeah, you know, he that was his first start last night against the Altoona Curve. And uh, since uh, July 9th, when he faced Kansas City, just before the All-Star break, uh, you know, he three and two-third innings, no hits, two runs, one earned, one walk, four Ks. At one time, he retired nine straight. He hit two guys, kind of struggled in the first inning with his control. And then, in the, you know, in the, in the fourth inning, he, he walked a guy and hit a guy before they came and got him. But uh, through between 82 and 93 miles an hour, you know, according to the scoreboard. And after the game, he said he felt great. Um, you know, he said he didn't really know what the next step is. Uh, you know, they... Um, he said uh, the the training staff doesn't tell him anything. They they go day by day. He goes, it's my job to push. It's their job to pull me back. So uh, you know, he says he's at that. But I I would think Joey's you know maybe one or two more rehab starts, and then we'll see how much time is left for him to get in a game or two uh, before the end of the season. But he you know he he really looked happy. Uh, he looked uh, free and easy when he was throwing. I don't think he was throwing. You know, he said he was kind of. He wasn't maxing out, but there was a couple pitches that he let go. But you could tell he uh, his his breaking ball and his cutter were working really well. And of course, the, uh, the the elbow injury is it was it was described as inflammation, so it's not uh, you know as severe as maybe uh, McKenzie's situation uh, is or could be. But you know this is just one where you, you sort of take it easy and ease your way back in, and then build yourself up. Uh, the the buildup is what I'm uh, concerned about here is, you know, they don't want to rush uh, the building him back up so that when he goes back out in a major league game, uh, you know, he's pre- he's protected himself. 
is is there going to be enough time for him to come back and, and maybe make a start at the end of the season? Who knows? Uh, if you err on the side of caution, you you, you probably want him to get built up to like uh, you know an 80 pitch limit, but you're uh, reasonably you're not going to leave him out there for for 80 pitches his first and probably only start back. Uh, you know why not just you know build him up in that 65 pitch range and, and maybe let him go from there. Yeah, I would think so, Joe. I mean, uh, I, I think, uh, you know, what, what, you know, he's, it's just as similar to what we saw in 2021 mm-hmm. when he came back uh, from the uh, rotator cuff strain and he made the, uh, you know, in September, he made the two starts. Um, you know, I think they were both three inning starts. So I would think they'll, they'll probably, you know, work that, work around that, you know, kind of blueprint. Um, you know, different injury, obviously, but, uh, you know, he said he was relieved uh, when uh, he went, to, you know, right after the break when Tech, when Cleveland went to Texas, and uh, Doctor uh, Keith Meister looked at the elbow and, you know, examined it and said, uh, you know, it didn't look like surgery would be necessary. I think that was a big uh, relief from for him. But he said you just got to follow the rehab, and and his goal is to get back to be at a hundred percent and and pitch as many innings as he can before the end of the season. He didn't put a limit on how many pitches or how many innings. I asked him what, what, you know, what would be the best case scenario? And he goes in a perfect world. He goes, the boys come back and make a run. The twins don't make a run. We make the postseason, and I get to, and I get to pitch as much as possible. So, you know, everybody's dreaming right now, Joe. (laughs) Yeah. It's nice to have dreams, Shane, but uh, you know, it's uh, that really doesn't feel like that's going to be, uh, in the cards at this point this year. Uh, yeah, it, it, it would mean a lot, I guess, to, to the, the Guardians clubhouse to, to have him back. And, uh, you know, by that time, they will probably be in a situation where the, uh, the postseason will be out of reach. Uh, so it, it'll give us, you know, something to look forward to and, and, and look at as a positive at, uh, you know, in that sort of gray area, it, it, not, not often the Terry Francona team, uh, is uh, you know eliminated from the playoff contention at the the at the end of the season those final weeks there so you know something to sort of circle and, and have a, an idea about um, you know to, to keep an eye on uh, over those those last few games uh, Tristan McKenzie going tonight in Akron uh, making his first rehab start this will be one that they watch uh, a little more closely I would imagine uh, than uh, you know and monitor a little more tightly than uh beavers outing last night yeah i mean his injury you know was a little more serious was more serious obviously the strained ucl you know in his right elbow um you know he's been out a li- he's been out longer than uh uh than than beaver you know he was you know he so uh you know he's had this rehab process has been a little longer i'm not sure what the pitch count will be on him beaver was between 45 and 50 i would think you know probably uh uh, Tristan is around the same, um, and we'll see how it goes. But uh, you know, this is a, this is a big step for Tristan. I mean, you know, as we've as we've heard, uh, you know, uh, you know, Chris Antonetti say, um, you know, this, you know, when the, they'll know for sure about surgery. You know, when he re- starts ramping it up, when he gets in high intensity situations and, uh, you know, rehab, that's what rehab starts are about. I don't think he's going to be throwing Max out, you know, tonight, but he certainly is going to test the elbow and the elbow will let him know, you know, what it can stand or what it can't stand. 
what's it like uh, heading back to the uh, the minors for uh, for these these uh, these last two outings here for you uh, uh, to be able to get down there to the to Canal Park? I know you you've been down there for uh, 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 you've been down to Columbus to see uh, Kyle Manzardo and and the um, uh, the Triple A squad uh, a little bit recently. Uh, just, uh, you know, getting that minor league feel back, uh, you know, as, as you go to the ballpark, what's, uh, what's been the experience for you? It's been cool, Joe. It, it's been fun. Yeah. Went down to Columbus over the weekend, saw John Kenzie Noel hit two home runs, won a walk off to win it. And, uh, you know, talked to Kyle Manzardo, nice. He seems like a nice kid, you know, really uh, pretty. He looks really good around first base. Uh, he didn't swing the bat for the one game I saw, you know, he didn't make a lot of contact, but, uh, he was smart. You know, he used that the, uh, ABS was in play. Mm-hmm. The challenge system was in play. He challenged a, a strike call against them in the ninth inning. Uh, it got overturned into a walk. And he, so he drew a walk and uh, Noel hit the, hit the uh, game winning walk off right after him. So, you know, kind of, uh, interesting, an interesting uh, concept. It was interesting to watch. Wow. Uh, another thing for us to debate and discuss and, and sort of keep our eyes on, uh, over the next, uh, off season as there, I'm sure that the, uh, the ABS system is, is going to get, uh, closer and closer to being implemented in the major leagues, uh, at least the challenge system, the challenge portion of it. Uh, could be interesting uh, as we move forward. Uh, all right, Hoinsey, uh one more uh, game on this West Coast road trip, and then the Guardians come home uh, to open a, a weekend series uh, against Texas. We will uh, check in uh, at some point uh, Thursday here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Uh, until then, we'll talk to you later. All right, Joe. 